Okay, well, guys, Bat and Spider episode 125, we just right up front, um, we did not watch and we will not be talking about the movie UHF this episode. This week, we watched a movie called The Voyage of the Rock Aliens. A friend of the show, Zachary Presley, says, a surprisingly enjoyable little gem from 1984. Pretty fun music and truly did a lot with nothing. Also, it's fun to see our boy Michael Berrien get the girl at the end. Mm, Can't wait to talk about that part of this movie, Dale. We're going to get into that on this episode of that and says this see what I was going to do is I was going to do my that and spider and then you started leaning into spider I was like I'm going to do Chuck's version yeah no I was like I'm going to do Chuck's version of spider and you know you know just like it just kind of petered out though it didn't really peter out but I put it yeah I ruined it it was intentional yeah nope I tried improving and um, nope, no me. improvements made. If you know, if you catch my drift, improvements. Yeah, you're welcome. Home improvements. Well, this we're off to a great start. This episode, Boy, just end it. <laughs> my mouth is so dry right now, like I just drank a gallon of milk. It's so dry. You'll, ladies and gentlemen, you'll know what that means Thursday. Or wait, Saturday. Sorry, Saturday yeah, night. You'll know no, what that means. I'll, I'll try to edit Next. around that. How long have I been doing this? <laughs> Should have sent it to the Marx Brothers. Um, here we are. Another app. Good to be, good to be back, Dale. Did you know it's October? It's October now. It's spooky season. It's October. Yeah, happy October. You think we would have planned. Yeah. Leaves are turning. It's getting cool out. Getting a lot of rain here in the Northeast. I've uh, heard that. I heard that. Yeah. So there's that. Um, it's been nice and cool in the mornings down here, <laughs> but uh, I'm sweating my bees off right now. I'm, mm. I'm, yeah, I'm sweating my bees off right now. I, I need not say any more than that. Yeah. Um, boy, what happened so far? So you know, we had the bats, Chuck. Oh yeah, um, geez, gosh, the bats. The bats over. It's over. Yeah, right? it's over. Yes, last night, um, trying to close the garage door, mm-hmm. and you hear a, a snap and 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 a twisting like like bats. Like it sounded like bats, like metal on metal. Like Freddie was. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, the garage door spring like snapped the tension of it. Oh my god, it or something. So my garage door is now broken and the microwave door is now broken as well. That broke. The microwave door is broken. Can you, can you elaborate on how it's broken? So you, yeah, you, uh, if you pulled on a mic, the microwave door handle, Uh the bottom anchor just pulls it. You just pull it and the whole handle just pulls on out like, from the inside of the door. Oh, wow. It's just like, I'm just pulling, uh, you know, the whole anchor piece from the yeah. inside of the door to the outside. It's, it's just, Jeez. it's a two year old microwave. It's wow. two years old. That's sick. So does it, is the door just not even opening? Well, if, if I, I can <clears throat> open it, if you get your nails underneath of the door oh, and you God. start palming the greasy oh, underside of the microwave door. No. No. And you like get your fingernails up in there and you could pull the door open. No, no, no. Don't shake your head. No, this is how it has to be done, Chuck. <laughs> this is how it's done. How long is and this going to go and on? And then your hands like get greasy. And you know how long it's going to go on till, until I just figure out how to solve it. Is this, now tell me, I don't, is this, is this installed uh, above this? Is this like in cabinet? Yes, it's, it's permanent installation microwave. <sighs> All right, now I'm now old. I'm at your level. Now I'm at your level. I'm yeah. That's right. I'm, that sucks. That's I um I I remember distinctly buying this one during the yeah. throes of the pandemic, and uh, you know like us going into the Best Buy and mm-hmm. pee footing around trying to keep our distance and trying to find our <laughs> microwave with supply lines and warehouses closed, and uh, you know it three months later our microwave came in and. 
we could go pick it up curbside and I, I bust my bees trying to install it. Like I'm oh, like, I'm some nightmare. sort of, yeah. Like I, I got, like I have the skills. House. Not fun. Not fun. No. And those things are heavy. Mm-hmm. And then it was like one of those scenarios where, you know, do I ask my wife or anyone else for help yeah. or will I get too angry at <laughs> me? And not at them, but me like yeah. projecting my anger onto them because I can't communicate what they need to do, exactly, what I need them yeah. to do for me. And they're just trying to help, but you're just going to take them down a peg. Right. So yeah. I get the, like, I get the anger strength. Yeah. Like I get so angry. I pick up the mic. I'll just do it. Head. Yeah. Right. I'll just do it. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I've had to do with the, you know, that's what I'm going to have to start doing with the, the garage door. I'm going to have to get so angry. I can lift <laughs> it up over my head. Man, I am. I, our garage door was broke because we we got the house painted last year, and uh, it's a we we have two garage. Our basement has a garage door, and we have that other garage. So I don't oh, use yeah. the basement garage door very much because it, it just treat it like a basement. It's like you know, I rarely open it. But I forgot we got the house painted. It didn't occur to me. Oh, the it's probably painted shut. So the first oh, time God. I went to open it, I just heard this big crack. <laughs> and like so like where the the garage door like metal latch attaches to the, like the wood of the garage just like pulled and cracked and I like thankfully I like stopped it I went and like cut around all the the painted areas and it and it opened again so and I didn't have to touch it but I'm still like I know it cracked and I it was very loud and I know it's not yeah completely stable but it's whatever it's working oh yeah <laughs> One of these days, it's going to pay you back. It's going to like, oh, yeah. the other yeah. shoe is going to drop very soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of these times, I'm going to hit that button and it's just, it's just going to fold up like a napkin. Right. That's what's going to happen. So what do you do with the outside unattached garage? You just, is it just a house for snakes and, and uh, <laughs> raccoons? We or? do. We sometimes keep one of uh, the, the car we don't use that much in there. Okay. And I keep I all keep right, like good. all the the lawnmower stuff in there and good snowblower, you know. But it's I mean it's also filled with junk. Yeah, my uh, my great grand my mom Taylor, my great grandmother, yeah. she had an uh, you know an unattached garage. Yeah, and it was in such good shape. You know, the whole garage. She, she of course she kept everything immaculate, but um, I always wonder. You know, it's not attached to your house, so it's like this other dwelling that you need to keep pest-proof and critter-proof. It's just a whole new set of Certainly not problems, pest-proof. I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of mice right. poop in that place. Oh, you just bastard. And the other thing is it has this attic area that I haven't touched yet because Jesus. when we moved in, I looked up there once. <laughs> yeah. It was just like... No. You could, it was just littered with like leaves and stuff, like clearly. Oh, God. Probably like squirrels or, or like chipmunks are just like, you know, using it for something. And uh-huh. and I just haven't wanted to like put a mask on and like sweep that out, you know. Someday I'll do uh-huh. that. Because <laughs> I, I can use that space. I can fill it up with more junk, Dale. If you get, uh, you know, maybe you get brave enough and you get a mask and you, you well light yeah. that area. Yeah. And then you get the shop back. That's the beauty of a shop vac. You're just, you're unafraid to just tackle any problem oh, with a shop vac, you know? Suck it right up. Suck it right up and make the problems go away. That's like, oh, that's one of my favorite. So when I was a baby boy, Dale, I had a dog, Alex. Love this dog. Alex, mm-hmm. you know, she was sort of housebroken, but not housebroken enough. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes she'd leave a turd on the carpet. <laughs> and I, loving my dog, I didn't want her to get in trouble. So oh. I was home. I saw the turd and I was like, oh no. And some pee on the nice white carpet. So in my little, I mean, I was probably like maybe eight or nine, 10. I don't know. Something like that. In my little kid brain. I was like, ah, now I, I, I didn't know what a shop vac was. We didn't have a shop vac. Right. Um, but I was using shop, shop vac, uh, 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 Ingenuity. logic. <laughs> Cause I just took the, the good old regular house <laughs> vacuum cleaner with the, the metal tube 
And I sucked up that turd. And then I sucked up the pee. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. And it, yeah, it, I did not get away with that one because it was pretty that apparent is... to my mom that the the vacuum smelled like dog shit. <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah, that's. Jeez, that is an undertaking so, to try to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she, like, wow. yeah, because how do you clean that hose out? That's not, I guess you could flush it with water somehow, but. Yeah, was it one of those, like, kinked hoses, like, that had the ribs? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But, man, when I was sucking that turd up, I was like, I was high, Dale. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you were saving the dog's the life. Yeah. This dog's going to love me forever. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm a genius. I figured it out. Yeah. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. Alex yeah. is numb. You know, yeah. Alex is going to be fine. <laughs> no. My God. Oh, Lord. So anyway, that's where I'm at. I, uh, one of my childhood dogs, Chopper. Chopper. We had an unfinished attic, but they had stairs, just regular stairs. You open the door and walk up. And so one night I'm sleeping in my bedroom. It's the middle of the night. And I just wake up to this cacophony of like, I, I thought a tree fell on the house. Whoa. It was bad. And I was like the epicenter yeah. of the, like, so I don't know. It's pitch black in my room. And I remember my stepdad like run into my room and he turns <sighs> on the lights and there's a huge hole in the ceiling. Holy shit. My dog is laying on my bed with what? like tons of insulation and like ceiling tile. Oh my he God. Had, he was walking up there <laughs> in between the rafters and he fell through the ceiling oh no. and onto my bed, luckily onto wow. my bed and not like anywhere else in the house. But I mean, it was just like, I was, you know. It was just, there was just insulation everywhere. Yeah, that's horrifying. It's just like when Clark Griswold fell through. Yeah. To the yes, bunk beds. That's, ex- that's exactly right. Wow. That's exactly right. I mean, if, if it had been two feet over in any direction, that dog would have landed on a floor God 11 feet below him. Oh, wow. I was wow. probably cleaning insulation out of my nostrils and ears for Ugh. weeks after that. But I was like half scuzzo, so, you know. Did you know? I, were you I probably just shook of, it off my comforter. Were you fearful of insulation yet? Or did you like know how itchy it could be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I kind of knew, yeah. but yeah. Ugh, sick. But I also, you know, like I had three liter pee bottles in my room. That Fuck knows, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I was just like, I'll just shake this comforter off. <laughs> You know. Oh God. Oh man. Chopper. What were you doing? Chopper, you're you're killing you're killing me. Killing me, Chop. Yeah. Chop. That's a great story. Man. We had great uh, dog stories, Chuck. Yeah, no. That's a that's a new one, I feel like, for us. Um, should we uh is that all we have to say? Should we get into rock aliens? Uh, boy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I um, what have I seen? <laughs> Thirty Rock? <laughs> just assume if I don't have anything to talk about is because I've, I'm just rewatching 30 Rock. Um, I did get my tickets for Halloween ends today. Oh. Tickets are you, procured. Are you going to opening night? I am going, uh, yeah, Thursday. The Thursday, which I guess is opening night. Oh, yeah. Um, I did see... Top Gun is still playing in theaters. I, I just want to go back and, and see that again. I won't get to, but. Still haven't seen uh, it. Can you believe that? Pretty excited for uh, Halloween ends. I've been listening since October 1st. It is now October 4th as of this recording. I've just been listening to a John Carpenter playlist on Spotify. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah. So get that's just mood. like, yeah, it's just like soak in me, get in me. And the new soundtrack hit. I got to get, I feel like I should get that cassette because i got the cassettes for all the other ones oh you did yeah should get them those carpenter boys and that uh that cody john and um daniel davies is in that 
does that. You know who he is? He's the son of uh, Dave Davies from the Kinks. Oh, yeah, I know Dave Davies. That's that's great. That connection. Wow. Yeah. Does he do uh, like film scoring or classical music, or what's what's his story? Uh, he does. Uh, yeah, I mean, he does the scoring with John, but he, he I think he scored a movie on his own, and then he does. Um, he, I think he put out a solo album a couple of years ago. Whoa, his own, like synthy stuff. That's cool. So, yeah. so, but he mostly works with John. Yeah, I think that's mostly what he does. Wow, because that's they have amazing. So much work. <laughs> that's an amazing uh, yeah. bit of trivia. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a pretty. I think John might even be his like god father. I think. Whoa. Yeah. There's some deep connection there between the families, which is cool. Very cool. That is. I mean, amazing. that's like my dream connection. If I was like. If John Carpenter was my dad or if Dave Davies was my dad. Then, I know. And then like my godfather was the other guy, I would be in heaven. I, I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. You'd be, yeah, you would be just like, you'd be, uh, yeah. You'd like be my favorite on director your... and my favorite band ever. Like, That's amazing. Hammer Frankenstein movies, Dale. Ooh, baby. Um, You're getting in the mood. Yeah, the October hit and uh, this, I just like, I always want to sit down and watch these and I always like get distracted. But this year I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm watching these movies. Uh, I, yeah. I, I've seen the first two. Like we watched the first one for the pod. And then I think I watched the second one pretty soon after that. Cause I was high on it. Um, but this week, so I, I start, I, so then I watched the third one, the evil of Frankenstein from 1964. And then I watched the Frankenstein created wo- woman from 67 and then I watched Frankenstein oh. Must Be Destroyed from 69. Wow. Um, they're all great, but Frankenstein Created Woman is incredible. Really? It's way it's it's very cool because they like they they really start to veer off from the you know the classic Frankenstein formula where he's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna make another monster, you know, make the perfect man. Now he's like in this one, he's learned how to uh, trap the soul of a body. Like, like if he gets there soon enough, he has these crazy electronic domes over the body and he traps the soul. It's like a white glowing orb. <laughs> and uh-huh. so he's able, so he takes the glowing orb out of like their assistant who uh, was sentenced to death for a murder he didn't commit. And then he takes, and then he puts it he needs a body to put it in. Uh, and so the guy who was sentenced to his death, his girlfriend committed suicide because she was so upset about it. Mm-hmm. She watched him get his head chopped off, chopped off uh, at the guillotine. She threw, she flung herself in the river. So of course, Frankenstein, his, his pal, fish her out of the water real quick. Like, all right, we're going to bring her back to life and put this, put our old assistant soul in her body. <laughs> So she wakes, she, oh, and also she was horribly disfigured. So not only does he put two, this body has two souls. Frankenstein works his magic and makes her beautiful, like super hot sixties model. Beautiful. And so she wakes up and she is like, (laughs) she, the movie basically kind of turns into not a slasher, but it's like, turns into a revenge movie where she, uh, this well, the soul, the dude's soul, wants her to get revenge on the three rich kids that that set him up for murder, the murder that they committed. Oh. So she uses her good looks, seduces these guys, and then, you know, eats them. You eats them off the, off Earth. Uh, wow, it's, it's super fun to watch. Yeah, and the whole time, the Baron is just like he's unconcerned with every. He's just I'm doing my research. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone, please stop talking to me. I'm very busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the best. And uh, yeah, I think he has to go I, on the run because, you know, all this shit catches up with him again. So I, I love that. I love how <laughs> he's just like, well, I guess I got to pack it up and go start somewhere, yeah. you know, but he's got it like never, family money. Ne- he doesn't even waste time like being annoyed. He's just like, well, you got to pack your bags. Let's get out of here. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I, on to the my next. research is too yeah. important to uh, yes. just give it up now. I'm not going to let my emotions get in the way of my research. (laughs) This is, it's not worth it. 
I'm just catching up on my, uh, my letterboxed here and I had only watched the first two of these movies. So I, I got some catching up to do. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's quite a ride. I think I got the next one. I'm a little nervous cause Cushing is not back. Mm. Uh, and that, but then the next one after that Cushing is back. So I got two more to go and I'm already like, I got to get every one of these Blu-rays. Like I want, mm-hmm. I guess there's no set cause it's like, I think Hammer had so many different deals with different studios throughout the years that like, you know, they're all yeah. different movies, but, um, yeah, the evil, the evil is a Frankenstein's kind of funny. Cause they, they partnered with universal in that one. So they could eat, they could technically use the universal style <sighs> Frankenstein monster makeup, but it just looks like they like bolted a shoebox to this guy's head. It looks insane. Like sometimes it looks cool, but sometimes it just like looks super dumb. Yeah. I'm looking at the, (laughs) yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is sad. (laughs) But yeah. Mm. Yeah. These were all, these were all great so far. I'm uh, yeah. I want to get the full collection because I'm sick. No sick with love. You're sick in love. Sick in love. But yeah, um, let's uh let's do Voyage of the Rock Aliens, Dale. Yeah, the the uh, the the horrific, scary October. Um, <laughs> you know, when I think October, I think Voyage of the Rock Aliens. I think musicals, new wave music, rockabilly. <laughs> that's what I think when October hits. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, the, 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 the crisp in the air, the rain, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, yeah. This, I mean, to be fair, this has a little bit, it's got some small little touches that kind of make it appropriate, I think. Sure. We're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to get for into sure. it. For sure. As soon as you finish the synopsis, I'm going to oh, get yeah, into the sorry. small little touch that makes my it. job. Voyage of the Rock Aliens, 1984, directed by James Fargo. A group of aliens who look like a knockoff Devo uh, are flying around in their ship shaped like a guitar in search of more rock music. (laughs) I don't don't know if they ever say how they found rock music, but anyway, they're on the search for it. They've narrowed it down to four planets. Three of them are bust. And finally, the last one, guess what? It's Earth. And it's an Earth that's, I guess it's supposed to be the future because pollution's sort of overrun, but teenagers are still out there rocking the new wave haircuts, doing, yeah. singing songs, dancing. The, the 50s revival's still going strong. It's like the 80s never ended. And uh, these uh, emotionless aliens come down and with their little robot that's shaped like a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're uh, looking for rock and what they find Dale's love. Or at least one of them finds some love. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's some classic teen zaniness. It's aliens. Uh, there's a small amount of slasher fun in there, courtesy of Michael Berryman. And this is uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Oh, and a whole slew of uh, uh, songs that uh, the whole family can enjoy and sing along to. It's a musical. Like it is a musical. Sorry. It it is. No, it is legitimate. It's, it's probably, uh, I, I don't know. I can't think of a. I mean, I'm not well versed in musicals, but there are more songs in this movie (laughs) than any other musical combined. Can we agree? Oh yeah. 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 It's like, and it's super front loaded. Like you get like three or four songs in like the first 10 minutes and it's like, okay, like, There's like a small snippet of the robot giving us some uh, exposition between like 
three or four songs, you know? (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it, but it, you know, that's what a musical does, right? It's going to tell us a story with dancing and singing. Uh, the first, before we move on, I mean, it, this is literal fun for the whole ham family, except for that pair of tits that flop out. <laughs> like, Wait, are you serious? Did I miss a pair of tits? You didn't see. I mean, I Chuck, God come on. It. This is a, this is a PG. This is rated what? G. If not for a pair of boobs that pop out. Wait, who's boobs? So. When Devo, when R-E-H-E-M, is that the name of the band? Uh, or R-E-H-M. Oh, yeah. Rema. Is that their name? <clears throat> Rema. When, when they first land on Earth, they need to look the part. So they steal all the clothes from those people making out oh. and make out point. Yeah. Okay. That girl's boobs are on screen for two to three seconds. That's right. I forgot about. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I, 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 I stand corrected. You're right. But You're right. I, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but goddamn, I like, uh, I, I mean, I was smitten with this movie. I, it is so there's like the plot is so paper thin, but so mm-hmm. chock full of music that I can't, you know, you can't help, but I couldn't help, but be just absolutely in love with this stupid movie. I concur. I concur. I was, I loved this. I was super on board. It felt like, it felt like our, like the, like our platonic ideal of the movies that we're searching for in this podcast. Uh Uh-huh. It felt like that, but in a musical version, you know, it felt like that, but theater kids, you know, got together yeah, like, we're going to make a movie and we're not going to let anyone stop us <laughs> no matter what the budget is. And we're going to work our tits off. And we're going to put together yeah. a very entertaining show. And they really did like with crazy ideas. You know, they have they they have it's not even integral to the plot, but the uh, polluted Lake, Lake Erie with two E's, three E's has a, a, a monster in it that like is not like a big part of the movie but god damn did they build a giant <laughs> like tentacle mm-hmm. that comes up on shore and then i still i don't know how they did that scene at the end with the monster raptor on the school um the building i was like oh, is this yeah. a miniature like i couldn't figure <laughs> it out cuz it it kind of looked really good um uh-huh. i mean it's obviously fake but i was like this it looks like a full building there like i don't know Anyway, yeah, I'm just trying to say that they, you know, I mean, obviously it had like a real, it wasn't like a backyard movie. They had a budget, but they did. It was a low budget, you know, but they, man, did they use it? They, they had a blast Dale, with the costumes and, and all the choreography was great. And the songs were great. It was, it's, it's fucking awesome. (laughs) It's so far out. The, 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 the concept uh, was based on, hold on, this is for me to, uh, so the, the screenplay, the original screenplay by James Guidotti, uh, was conceived as a B movie spoof because it was like a combination of everything you would find on a late night Saturday, uh, Saturday night, uh, on the, you know, the, 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 the five channels that you had available to you. So one was like a beach party movie and one was a, a homicidal maniac, cheap B movie. Oh, and okay. uh, one was a That's musical cool. and stuff. So it was kind of all jammed together, but the jamming together and, and the, the elements that combine to make the plot of this movie are just so uh, creative <laughs> that yeah. it just, it's just charming. It's just charming. I know like it, it all works so well. Like the only part that is like actually, it doesn't feel part of the movie is like the Michael Berryman part, but it's so it's done with such a light touch and it's hilarious. Like, uh, his whole, I'm going to say character arc, whatever, <laughs> how, you yeah, know, how yeah. his little story ends up after breaking out of the mental institution. Oh like, my God. It's, and it also like, it's so wacky. It has, it also has a tinge of like, even the, you know, I, I hate to bring it up. The movie we watched last week, it kind of has that thing with like, um, 
with Ruth Gordon as the sheriff, who's like, <laughs> you know, this old lady sheriff. It's hilarious, uh, you know. But she's yeah. like acting like she's a like a regular male sheriff. You know, it's like, yeah, it's. But she's this little old lady, you know, <laughs> who's right. not good at her job. It's, it, yeah. There's so many like little jokes too that it's 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 great, Dale. It is. It's great. The uh, there's so many there's so many character arcs that sort of intertwine with each other, but betray each other's sort of on screen <laughs> yeah. on screen chemistry. Like uh, Pia Zadora and Craig Schaefer, they're like the two, uh, you know, like the pink lady and the grease, like what the grease monkey. Yeah, total T-bird. grease. Yeah, vibes. Yeah. Uh, but you know they're like, you know, Frankie treats uh, Dee Dee like kind of like crap the entire movie. But by the end, you know, love wins out, and and you know, thanks to um the new wave band Rema, you know, Frankie sees the error of his ways and and uh, sees how he mistreated Dee Dee the entire movie. But, uh, you know, there's like moments throughout the movie where Dee Dee and Frankie are like, Dee Dee's still obsessed kind of with Frankie yeah. in, in the first two thirds or first half of the movie until she kind of falls in love with Tom Nolan's character that's in Rama. And, but, but by the end, Tom Nolan is the one that ushers them back together. Like Dee Dee goes back to Frankie. Luckily, Frankie sees the error of his ways and is ready to be a different person. Yeah, it's super weird because it's like, the whole time I'm like, I don't want them together. Like you don't I know. want like they're it's obviously they want you to feel this way. Like we don't want Frankie and Dee Dee together because Frankie's being an asshole. He won't let her sing. Like that's the big thing in their relationship. She wants to sing and she won't let, you know, because he's in charge of the band. I don't know. He's in yeah. He <laughs> he only sings solo. Yeah. He doesn't sing duos, but he only sings two songs in the whole movie. I know. You know, so it's like he lets his band sing. Yeah. He's like, he's like a, he's the band leader, but slash gang leader. I feel like. Mm-hmm. In the best uh, way. Yeah. But yeah, his whole thing, he didn't want his girlfriend singing for, he didn't have a reason. She wanted right. to sing. And the alien band came down and they're like, Hey, you can sing with us. Oh. And that main guy in the alien band is like, you know, he can't control himself around her. Like he's just like, he yeah. sees her and he's like, he, well, he does explode, right? When she does touches explode. him or whatever, he explodes yeah. <laughs> and they have to bring him back to the ship and pump him back up. Um, so many touches in that ship were just like, there, there's the hatch that is just a Rubbermaid trash can lid know, it's so on awesome. hinges. And it's like, holy shit, yes. And I love the dumb D. De- I love that they just put an arcade machine on the alien ship. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I, that makes no sense. Like, because they're supposed to be from another. But like, why would they have an earthen arcade machine? Like, yeah, right. There's just, you know, other galaxies have invented the, uh, the stand up arcade machine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The same games. Uh, yeah. And then, oh yeah. So the, like the whole time you don't want them together and you're happy when she gets with the alien guy, but then the alien guy's like, oh, well you have to come live with me on my planet and it's forever. You can't come back home. And also, you got to get this procedure done so you can't feel love or hate, you know. Our plan is very peaceful. Everyone oh, does yeah. this procedure. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's the point where Paya, she's like, eh, maybe not. And she kind of like runs out of there. And... We had the world in the palm of our hand. Then we turned around and dropped it. They tore it apart and we up and ran. Because we knew we couldn't stop it on now. Super and, then, abrupt. and for some reason, the guy makes her and Frankie get back together and he fixes things on Earth. I don't know. With this yeah. Picture. A little bit of a plot hole there because he's not really heartbroken. It. Yeah. They totally fudged it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. And the to, whole, and it I doesn't mean, make sense that he like, if he had this, I mean, it, he, they did address it that he shouldn't be feeling <laughs> such feelings for her because of yeah. the procedure he gets on his planet. But right. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, it, I'm sure it was written where there was, he had a little deeper character arc in the second uh, half. Yeah. But I mean, imagine this movie being another 20 minutes long, Chuck. That'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a, a two hour and seven minute musical. I know. We're They'd have to with. write 
five more songs. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, you're yeah. looking at like a double album. <laughs> God, was there a soundtrack release, Dale? Yes, but... There was? Chuck, yes, but don't okay. get upset because it wasn't... Not all the songs are featured. Oh, no. And it's it's more framed... The album is framed to be a Pia Zadora and Jermaine Jackson album. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, we got to address this. This is the other odd elephant. Yeah, this is super, yeah, super 800-pound gorilla. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming since you have that knowledge, you know a little bit more about this, but I'll tell you my non-research take. So, the beginning of the movie, they're like going from planet to planet to look for rock music. They get to this one planet, and they're like, oh, this might have rock. And we're proceeded to see a whole music video starring Jermaine Jackson and Pia Zadora. Not Pia is not playing the character she will be playing the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. Totally separate planet. Nothing to do with the movie we're about to watch. And in my head, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, did Jermaine Jackson give money to the budget? And he was like, you got to <laughs> use my song. You got to use my video with Pia. I don't know. I don't know how it worked into this movie, but somehow they made it fit. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really work, but it, whatever. They've, it works. Yeah, they've made it work, but they, yeah. <laughs> but it was a little painful watching this whole music video at the beginning of the movie. Cause you're like, you're like, all right, the movie started, but you're like five minute long sequence. It was like, going to have no bearing on the rest of it. And it's like, what, what? And then the movie starts kind of, and you're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. What the heck was that? <laughs> and you're kind of thrust into this like vibe. Like, is this, Every is this the whole movie? Like, is this yeah. a five minute chunk of what the whole movie's kind of going to be like? Yeah, it's very weird. But and Pi right. is in it, but she's not. It's she's not, not Dee Dee playing. Like, she's not Dee Dee. Yeah, it's she's so not, weird. I mean, theoretically, there there there's aliens on another planet. You know, as a, as yeah. a sort of Romeo and Juliet kind of character. And what's weird is, so the movie was finished. And Craig Schaefer is is lip syncing to Jermaine Jackson vocals at the end yeah. of the movie. Okay. But then after production wrapped, Paya and Jermaine Jackson head to like Italy to film this music video because they were going to try to like push this music video as a way to also sell the album. Okay. But then they decided to put the music video at the beginning of the movie as well. Because it, I guess, just to get more eyes on it, I, I don't know, but that was just yeah, the, I mean, the decision made. 1984, you know, Jermaine Jackson's still mm-hmm. a household name, I guess, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, it, it was weird. And then, you know, the same, exo- the same exact song happens at the end of the movie with, oh, you yeah. know. Oh, that's so right. Craig, Craig Schaefer's got like three different voices in this movie because, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he lip syncs another song in another part of the movie that's not Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. I mean, this poor guy, he just wants to act, you know. He's not a singer. Craig Schaefer, uh, I just learned, Dale, he was born in York, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. That's where I grew up. Um, he's, he's a guy, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, this guy. he has been. I, he has been in a lot of stuff. And um, I, his in my in my book, his major crime in my head was he was in one of the Hellraiser movies, uh-huh. uh, Hellraiser Inferno in the year two thousand, which was really it was like um, that one sticks in my head because it was like oh they someone someone wrote a script in Hollywood you know, like their version of the movie seven, you know, this is post seven. Like I'm going to write a seven script. And somehow the Weinstein brothers get a hold of it and they're like, eh, we'll just make, turn this into, we'll throw in pinhead. We'll make this into a, a Hellraiser movie somehow. Oh, Jesus. that's what that one's about. And it stars God. Greg Schaefer. <laughs> so that's like, when I think of hit, that's what I think of. But he was also in a river runs through it, which I watched recently. He's good in that. He's he in tons in of stuff. Using Tales from the Crypt presents Ritual. That's right. Yeah. He's been in a um, ton of stuff. But I got to say, watching him in Voyage of the Rock Aliens, I am now 
a fan. I uh-huh. his performance in this yeah. was incredible. Like I imagine he was like really he was really young. Like this is this must be really early in his career. Uh he he was doing a workout regimen because Dale, I could not stop looking at the veins in his arm. Dude. And he was probably real. dehydrating himself to get, you know, get that look, you know? Yeah. It's um, like he's like a Hugh Jackman of his day. Yeah. Yeah. For a musical. And he was, you know, dancing. He had the great hair. And, great, and he, he gets his solo hair. song, Dale. That solo song. I mean, it almost steals the movie. That's the the uh, nature. What is it? Nature of man. What's that one called? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's dancing around with the cat girls and the cats on the rocks, you know? Dee, I can live without all the rest of it, but I can't live without you. I've always been the big shot pushing everybody else around. I think I learned my lesson now. It's me who's falling down. My heart is hurting from the jealous state I'm in. Won't you give me a chance to start all over again? Cause that's the nature of the beast, keeping up the male persona. That's the nature of the beast, keeping up my status quota. Now the nature of the beast wants to give love and affection. Oh, the nature of the beast doesn't want to end up alone. Thought my innocent face could hide my dark, elusive eyes But now I think I know I'm committing an emotional homicide Leaving you alone had to be the worst thing I could do Cause look at me now, running around like a fool Yeah, that's the nature of the beast, keeping up the male persona That's the nature It's writhing um, nature of the beast. Nature of the beast. Yeah, that's a. Oh yeah, that was good. I mean, because he he's just really that's like you get to see his side. Yeah, you get to experience his side of it, and you get to see his giant locker in the high school that takes oh. up like five lockers. It's like a tribute. <laughs> it's like a it's like a psychotic tribute to his girlfriend. Psychotic. Yeah, he just has that open. In the hallway for everyone to see while he stares at this giant poster of his girlfriend. And I love (laughs) how nobody questions it. Everybody treats it just like it's a locker. Yeah, totally normal. Nobody stares into it like open mouthed, like Jesus Christ, what's going on in here? How did this maniac get five lockers and turn it into one lock, (laughs) one giant locker? Um, I mean, so many like jamming of... Rama, which is they, you know, they they discovered this new wave band and from Arizona and put it in this movie. But Jimmy and the Mustangs and Piazadora both having musical careers, you know, alongside this movie, yeah. they're just jamming in the musical talent. Oh yeah, yeah. And they had so many people writing songs. Like you looked at, I was watching the credits. I was like, well, this was not just one person they hired to write. It's like a, it's a lot of people collaborating. Hmm. Um, but it all works. You know, they were all like pretty focused on that new wave sound. It all sounds of the day. Yeah. yeah. In, in the best way possible. I love yeah. this some stupid the, soundtrack. Some of those stupid songs could have been hits, you know, like radio uh-huh. hits. I feel like. One of the, the, uh, the Jimmy and the Mustang song, Justine, which is just like, there's oh, great song. Amazing song. I don't think there's anybody in the in the movie named Justine, but yeah, I was looking in the credits because that girl pops up when they play that song, and I was like, "Who's that? Is that Justine?" And yeah, I, I was like I looking know. in the cast list, but there's no one. Yeah, they're like, "Boy, they're really making this Justine <laughs> to be out yeah. a, a, an, a, like a real witch." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't seem that bad in the movie. No, nah. <laughs> and that was um that was Dee Dee's friend, right? No, that was the other no, girl. It was another girl. Yeah, that. She only appears in that scene. It's it's so weird. That's right. That's the thing about the like this. So much of it shouldn't work. Like, but the movie just like it grabs you and thrusts you along, and you just mm-hmm. like it doesn't give you a lot of time to like worry about the details. Like, they're before there. Another another catchy song just starts playing. You're watching I mean, Pi yeah. Zadora uh, wearing a Union Jack 
belly shirt dancing on, on Lake e- polluted Lake Erie, dancing with all their friends. And you're just mm-hmm. like, this is fantastic. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm in. It's like, and I'll admit when I hit like minute 20, minute 23, mm-hmm. I was like, I had felt like, I mean, we'd probably at that point, we heard probably eight to 10 songs already, right? It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I was like this, how, where are we at and how much do I have? Left? And there was still like an hour and 17 minutes left to this movie. I was yeah. like, wow. But after the, you know, after 20 minutes or so, it's like, after you can get over that initial hump, you're in, I was in for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. To the end. It, it's interesting. Cause it like, it's so much music and not, a ton of dialogue scenes like um what is which is awesome yeah which is kind of awesome like they keep it to a minimum all the boring and it's hard stuff. to do i mean because you still got to tell a story yeah yeah and i like, liked how um even during the moments of little to no dialogue there's like there's like a thrumming behind it like there's always kind of a musical yeah. beat kind of keeping you in the rhythm ready for the next song to start yeah, I like, there's some really good editing, like with the sound editing and editing. Cause just like mm-hmm. when the songs stop and when they kick in, like it's, it's got really good timing. Like, yeah. It's, like sometimes a song will start that's like answering a question in the action or the, you know, yeah. the, like dialogue. It's so cool. Um, Which is tough. I mean, like just uh, for continuity's sake, you know, that's hard to, hard to keep yeah. up on. You know, yeah. Because you got right. if you if, if if you're a character and you ask or answer a question, and then the the entire next day, musical number is going to be the response to your last bit of dialogue. You got to get that just right because you know the music is ju- is filmed separately and stuff totally. like that. Yeah, yeah. All the lip syncing and stuff like that's this whole mm-hmm. thing. Like I I also couldn't stop thinking like what a nightmare it must be to film a musical like this. Like just the amount of people that you're wrangling. Oh my God. Like getting the songs right. And just having, like having all the songs worked out before you shoot, you know, like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, and having all the choreography, you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's cool though. You mentioned, did you notice uh, the robot? What was the robot's name, Dale? Uh, um, Peter. No, I don't know. That's, that's but not did you number. recognize that voice? The voice sounded familiar, but I didn't, it I hit me immediately. I knew. I couldn't believe I knew. Dale, that's Optimus Prime. Oh um, my! I'm trying to find his name. God, yeah, Peter Cullen. Yeah, Peter Cullen. Oh and my I, God! I was like, I know that fucking. I know, I think that's a Transformer. This crew is supposed to be on a scientific mission. Ever since they heard that rock music, they've been combing the galaxy to find it. I've narrowed it down to these three with one to go. I know it's a transformer. I looked at it. I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Optimus Prime. <laughs> I couldn't That's believe it. That's what it is. That is what it is. Holy crap. Yeah. And it, it, you can really tell because his voice, like whatever that they were putting on his voice to make him sound robotic, like they kept changing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did. He they never did. sounds the same, but there's this, his very first like, line of dialogue after the Jermaine Jackson video, like you can really tell it's Optimus Prime. But after that it it's changed a lot and it doesn't sound quite as optimisty. But and uh yeah, so Michael Behrman is in it and he he and another escapee, they don't have any musical numbers. They're just in it for uh <laughs> yeah. for more chaos. They're just adding chaos to this movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh he he turns out to be a chainsaw murderer. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's goofy, but also, you know, as, as Zachary Presley says, he does get the girl in the end because he, uh, he corners Allison LaPlaca, which is somebody in, who's been in things as well. Yeah. Um, she, she was recognizable to me in an instant from that movie. I used to watch that movie Madhouse with John Larroquette. And Christy oh Alley. God. Did you ever yeah, see that? Yeah. I rented that. I remember renting that several times. Um, oh, that's hilarious. She's in Fletch, Pan Am clerk. Um, yeah, but he, his, his uh, chainsaw malfunctions in front of her. And like the next 20 minutes are spent, like she's like teaching him how to repair his chainsaw. It's very charming. Yeah, she's scene, like, how she handles it. 
I guess they kind of establish. She's sort of a grease monkey. They don't really establish it enough for my taste, but right. But once you have that, it's like it makes sense that she's disgusted by the state of his chainsaw, and <laughs> yeah. she's like, "What are you doing? Like, this, you got to yeah. take care of this chainsaw." And she gets her tools out and helps him basically rebuild the chainsaw. And he's like really into it and learning about wrenches and yeah. stuff. Yeah, she's like, it's "You like, need to take care of this thing." It's a dumb joke that kind of shouldn't. It probably. Like if I read that in the script, I'd be like, we got to cut this. This is not funny. But mm-hmm. in the movie, it's kind of hilarious. Like because they stick with it and it, they keep cutting back to them fixing the chainsaw while all this yeah. other chaos is happening. And it's just this like sweet moment. <laughs> it's like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's beautiful. She like takes yeah. us, you know, she like takes her tools out and unravels them from her purse. And then she's like, she's like, it's so <laughs> stupid, but she's like. In the scene, she's like making sure he understands why she's yeah. doing what she's doing with his chainsaw and like, you know, how like moving forward, how he can keep this knowledge for himself, you know, so yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to like ask for help again. It's so stupid. And it seems like it's like you expect like it's all in service of him so he can fire up his chainsaw and murder her. Like, which is like why it's hilarious that she's like taking the time to help fix it. Yeah. But then right. that's the thing. At the end, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to murder you. I'm going to cut down this wall and uh, put myself into the plot somehow. Yeah. Save, <laughs> like she, uh, Save the, oh, yeah. He kills the uh, tentacle kills, monster, right? Yeah. And then like she's like, you want to go take a walk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, cute. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was good. Pisadora, um, I mean, I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't. She's been in other things, and uh, last last week you had mentioned that she was uh, uh, the center of some Razzie. Yeah, I I think I remember like back in my you know last year watching a lot of Letterman clips. I remember him like a certain era. He she would be the butt of jokes on like talk shows. Like, oh wow! Yeah, so she just had. I think she just she was a punching bag for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, she's awesome. I thought I was smitten. She was great. I love Pies. I'll put a Pies Adora poster on my wall. Great. Yeah. Especially in these new wave outfits, Chuck. Come on. Oh, my God. The funny thing about the uh, year she won the Razzie, the same year for the same role, she won a Golden Globe as for new star of the year. Wow. And then the Razzies give her her a Razzie for the same role for the movie Butterfly. Get these Razzies out of here. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. The funniest thing on her uh, resume, though, is that when she was a little girl, she was in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians in 1964. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, I want to say that's, I know, I've never seen it, but I know that's like what, MST3K gold? Yeah, they did it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a wild movie. That might be a fun one to do at Christmas, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Goofy movie. Um, yeah. Paya. Yeah. And she had like a whole music career. She had albums out and everything. Yeah. So one of the, one of the song, at least one of the songs that are, that's in this movie, but not on the soundtrack is in, is on one of her albums. Oh, okay. So it's, it's nebulous. The soundtrack is nebulous. And, you know, this is one of those things where you would just want to hop on Kazaa and download the audio straight from the movie, you know? When I, w- I was, I pulled uh, like a bunch of the songs sure. for you to drop in the editing. And I was like, should I be doing the world a service and <laughs> right pulling all the songs and making sure they're on YouTube? I'm sure they're on YouTube, but I was like, these are great. These should be, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we, we talked about off the air that there's a vinegar syndrome disc coming of this. And I hope that means somebody's trying yeah. to wrangle uh, a new soundtrack release for this. Cause this is uh the world needs it. I, I, I agree. I will say I Paya agree. also, she also gets a stamp of approval from a uh, good old John Waters because he put her in uh hairspray yeah. in 1988. So that's awesome. That's the mark of quality there. Mm-hmm. Um, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. What a treat. What a yeah, great time. Dale, you really hit it out of the park with this one. Thank you so much. Yeah, super got super lucky, but I mean, I'm glad you loved it, I'm, and I'm glad I loved it too. I had no no idea. Yeah, I just I'm knew a, it was a musical, but I mean, it's just like such a unique sound, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. It could have gone either. Like a title like that, like 
and that, but it's a musical. Like it could have, it could have been a disaster. It could have been, yeah. Phew, it could have been week two on uh, whatever movie we watched last week. I put it out of my mind. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, Night Patrol. Night Patrol. Night Patrol. Week two of Night Patrol. God, I hope Jackie Kong hasn't made a musical. Uh, wow. Dale, do we have any, uh, we have listeners of this show and sometimes they write in. Do we have any of those this week? You are right. We do have listeners in the show and you are right. Sometimes they write in. They write in to letters, uh, no, bat and spider pod at gmail.com as well as uh, they leave voicemails at 315-544-0966. Let's see what we got here. Chucko. Let's see what we got here, Chuck. I don't know. Chucko. <laughs> Have you ever called me Chucko before? God, no. I don't know. Again. Uh, trying to be uh, I extra. Like it. I like it. Okay. First up, Tim Hamilton. Tim. Unknown Night Patrol. Hi, all. Sadly, I am very old. <laughs> but glad to share that, yes, the Unknown comic was very popular when I was a kid. Mm. My friends and I would watch the gong show hoping and praying that the unknown comic would appear. I had one friend in particular who would constantly imitate him with paper bag and all. We were way too young to be watching the gong show, but parents didn't care what you did in the late 70s. Gene Gene the Dancing Machine should have had a movie. <laughs> Love the show. To, I, I guess Gene Gene the Dancing Machine was a, another gong show mainstay. Uh, again, if we need to get a hold of him, Chuck, his, his cell phone is in his email signature. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate uh Much appreciated. Um, and next up, we have a voicemail from Jim Connick. Jim. <gasps> Jim. Connick. Uh, subject of the email to this voicemail. This seemed like a good idea at the time. So <laughs> hold oh. on to your butts. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Dale. It's Jim. How you doing? Hi, good. Uh, watched Voyage of the Thing Me, Aliens, whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't a huge fan, but it did get that song um, from Night Patrol out of my head at last. So that was good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and as a thank you for that and for helping me free this film from its plastic prison, I decided that I would uh, do a dramatic reading of uh, the kind of uh, main song from the film. Yes. I hope you enjoy Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Here we go. Like the sand can seep right through your fingers. Looking all your days. As those days go by, you have me there to help you find. The way I feel with you, I know it's got to last forever. When the rain begins to fall, you'll ride my rainbow in the sky. And I will catch you if you fall. You'll never have to ask me why. And when the rain begins to fall, I'll be the sunshine in your life. You know that we can have it all and everything will be all right. Wow. Time goes by so fast. Oh. You've got to have a dream to just hold on. All my dreams of love began with the reality of you and I believe that our dreams will last forever. Mm. Okay, so that was a thing. Uh, I will see you at the next Bat and Spider open mic slash poetry jam. <laughs> <laughs> Snip, snap, snip, snap. Oh, wow. man, I'm tearing up a little bit. That was, that was heartfelt. Jim, heartfelt you honor reading. us. What's the name of that song? Is it Rainbow? You're my rainbow in the sky, something like that? You don't uh, have to tell me. Whatever. I, uh, <laughs> I would have found it for you. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, though. Should we do a poetry jam? Live in the Discord? Get one of those stage things going? Oh yeah! Call, call people we need up to something. Read poetry. Right. We need to do something. We need something. <laughs> we need to use this Discord for something. <laughs> for some reason, Jim reading that reminded me. I'm trying to remember that, but I pulled the clip. Do you remember when the uh, the rockabilly band were uh, like they were mad at Frankie, and they had this big scene where they were talking about Garbage Man. And they were like, if he's a garbage man, I'm not going to let him take my trash. And 
Oh. All this stuff. Garbage man ain't gonna stop here anymore either. You're drinking your bath water. Yeah? Any garbage man tries to get his slimy hands on me is gonna get his friggin' teeth kicked. Yeah. Yeah. If that garbage right. man's name just happens to be Frankie, Frankie. I'm yeah. gonna snuff him with my own personal yeah. compact. Yeah. 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 If that garbage right. man named Frankie just happens to be the real oh, Frankie. Frankie. Well, yeah. watching it, man. Yeah. 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 Weird. It's a great speech. Like, I, I implore you to to drop the audio in here. Wow. So, Chuck, I, you know, it's really up to you. You have to pick the movie. It's October. Oh yeah. You you you, you use that information. Uh, use that information for how you see fit. I'm taking. Uh, yeah. I'm taking the month and date into consideration in my pick. Um. No pressure, though. You know. No pressure. Might need a minute or two here. When the rain begins to fall. Or was a 12-inch, what is it called, LP? 12-inch LP, When the Rain Begins to Fall. Oh, like a single. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then... DJs. uh, There is a a track three on this uh, LP, Escape from the Planet of the Ant-Men. Whoa. By Jermaine Jackson featuring Tito Jackson. Oh. And R. Jackson. I don't know who R. Jackson is. Whenever I think of the Jacksons, I always cycle through the cast on um, the American Dream movie, the VH1 original. Oh, the Jacksons. Yeah. yeah, my mom, my mom, and my sister used to watch that all the time. I watched it so much. I was so oh into it. I was hyped. Wasn't that like uh, Neil Long is in that or? Something? I don't know. Uh, oh, Angela Bassett. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the mom. Oh, man. My sister used to watch this all the time. <laughs> Holy shit. It was must-see. It was an event. It was event viewing. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. He says this roller babies. I mean, you just, you, if you just, if you advertise <laughs> porn on the front page, Vincent, how can I not, like, add it to my cart? I hate you. Oh, no. That roller babies. That looks good, though. Does look good. God damn, it looks good, huh? I know. The only um, the only actor they could get from Voyage of the Rock Aliens is Michael Berryman, which had nothing to do with the main. Oh part. man, that sucks. Jeez, I want it. I know. Jeez, you could wait though. It'll be probably pop ups. You know, it'll be cheaper. It's not like one that's gonna sell out. You know, it's not like. You know, get it cheap, probably 20 bucks in six months, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay, Dale. Yeah. Back to Spooky Town. Next week, we're going to watch um, a movie from a director that we should, probably should have watched a movie from a long time ago. I'm a virgin of this director. I don't know about you, but 1982's The Living Dead Girl. You haven't seen this, right? Uh, I have not seen it. The The movie title is very familiar to me. Directed by Jean Rollin, I believe. Pronounce that. Uh, notorious director in uh, the types of movies we like. And it's about damn time. Um, yeah. And this one, I think, is very well loved. Um, wow. Amongst the community. So... Uh, a toxic spill revives a beautiful dead Harris who, with the help of her child, childhood friend, must quench her insatiable thirst for blood. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's get to it. Let's, let's, let's feed the October gods their sacrifice. Yeah. yeah I think this will, uh, this will, you know, the, the blood we will soak into the earth will, uh, mm-hmm. the spirits will uh, uh, reward us greatly. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just real quick. It's a uh, Tubi. Hashtag Tubi. Army Rise Up. Uh, Canopy, <laughs> if you got that through your local library. Criterion Channel. Otherwise, you can rent it on Amazon. Uh, overseas people? I don't know. No idea. Sorry. Good, Good luck to ye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next week. Fantastic. Good job, Chuck. Love you. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Take Deck podcast. Mm-hmm.